Hey y'all, welcome to Just Add Chat. It's nice to see everybody again, and it's been a long time. And boy, do I have a lot to fill y'all in on. So stick around for this exciting episode of, let's call it, Catch Me Up If You Can. Welcome back, and I guess I'll fill you in on the last year. It's been over a year since I have made an actual Just That Chat episode, and I had every intention of doing it before. It's not that I forgot about you all. I actually thought about you guys every single day, um, but it's a funny thing when life gets in the way. So... Basically, in the last year, um, I have had one fiasco after another. Um, My son had actually attempted suicide in December of 2018. He did not succeed, thankfully. Um, But there was a lot of things that were going on. And so we started taking him to counseling. We knew he wasn't doing very well in school. his grades were still staying up so it just didn't make sense it was all like mental and emotional things that weren't going well at school not grades so the counselor you know spoke with him and eventually after 10 months said you know he's good to go he's no longer suicidal um we kind of are worried that he's starting to use counseling as a way to get out of class um so we would like to you know release him from counseling And I was concerned because he had a lot of emotional instability. And my husband and I weren't doing so great either. There was a whole lot of fighting and yelling. Um, I lost my job that I had. um, Trying to balance my life. Because I was taking uh, my son back and forth to all these different counseling and therapy sessions. Um, There were doctors that we had to get involved. As well as different specialists and It was a lot of chaos. So I was heavily dependent on Uber and Lyft. So shout out to all you Uber and Lyft drivers. Whether you're full-time or part-time, it is not an easy gig. Um, I've done it myself for over two years. But um, trying to make it your full-time main income is incredibly hard, especially when you have kids and a family. Um, My husband was not so understanding and supportive and basically he thought that I was using it as an excuse to be a lazy bum Um, how he quite got that I'm not sure since he didn't take him to hardly any counseling or doctor sessions at all and I was doing everything I could to make sure that our bills were paid Now, I want to make it clear, my husband was working, um, but, you know, it was my extra income that helped us be able to have a little flexibility and spending money and and to be able to, to live life. It wasn't just like paycheck to paycheck, but it finally got to where we were so dependent on mine that we were becoming paycheck to paycheck, despite the fact that we were making a lot of money more than we had in our previous years. So things just weren't balancing out. Um, 
So it caused a lot of marital strain and I was relying on my two best friends. I don't talk about them much on the podcast, but you'll hear about them a lot lately because they've been a huge part of my life. You'll hear me talk about my friend Ryan, who is an IT expert. And by IT expert, I mean he knows the ins and the outs of anything and everything out there. He is a genius. And I'm not just saying that because he's my friend. I rely on him so much. He probably gets tired of it. And then my other best bud, Derek, um, he and his brother have their own business. They have been in the trucking industry for the last six years, maybe going on seven now. Wow. And they went from, you know, barely making it to making, you know, decent money um, that a lot of people would be envious of. Um, And I'm not just saying that. It's because they both, the two brothers have really struggled over the years. And the fact that they turned this into a monumental business for them is tremendous. It went from being just the two of them to really getting out there and making a name for themselves. So super proud of both Derek and Ryan, um, both of them being those different industries, but both of them, you know, really making it big. So just like my other Just Add Chats, there will be... Uh, discussions of business ventures Um, of course I tell you my real life with this so but anyways I was talking going back to my story with um, my husband I was beginning to talk to Ryan and Derek more Um, before anybody jumps the gun no there was no infidelity or cheating Um, Ryan and Derek are pretty much like my brothers we are family we don't look at each other like that it would probably gross them out as much as it would me um but we were talking a lot and Derek and Ryan had both gone through divorce themselves I helped them through both of them um and they had a lot of hurt and heartache and a lot of things to overcome and they basically were getting to the point of we see a lot of toxic things in your relationship And you might need a break from Michael. We're not saying to divorce him, but you might need a break. And so I started thinking about it and I thought about it. Well, Michael and I had a fight on Halloween about the kids. And he actually accused me of cheating on him with my two best friends. Which is nearly impossible since Brian lives six hours away from me. And that is a hard romance. And while Derek only lives about two hours from me, um, he's on the road two weeks on and two weeks off. And the two weeks off, he is full-time parenting his two girls. And he is heavily involved in all of their activities, so he doesn't have time either. And on top of all that, he has... Um, a girlfriend that he's trying to be in a relationship full-time so again not plausible for a romantic rendezvous and I would still have to do some serious driving either direction on my part if I was going to and again I don't have time with running everybody to the counselors to doctors trying to work for Uber and Lyft just doesn't make sense so Everybody's probably wondering, well, when were you having time to talk to your best buds? Well, when you don't have passengers in the car with Uber, you call people. On your way to work, on your way from work, it's 
pretty easy to, you know, work in those kind of conversations when you're an Uber driver. So, um, on November 1st, the day after, um, my husband had decided to pick up a few shifts with Uber and Lyft. And he had gone to the airport and he had hit a curb and he had hit it, turning the curb too hard and had knocked out the sidewall of his tire. So he had a flat. And so he was stressed out from the passenger panicking and the police officer, instead of stopping and helping, was like, hey, you have to move your car. And he was like, I can't because uh, I have a flat tire. And he was like, well, don't you have something to change it with? And he was like, no, I've called AAA. And they said they won't be here for another 45 minutes. And he's like, you can't leave the car here. He said, I'm going to have to ticket you. And he was like, well, I'm all ears if you have a suggestion on how I'm supposed to move my car. Because I don't want a ticket, but I don't understand what to do. So he was stressed out and he messaged me. And I said, oh, okay, well, let me get together. I'll, you know, call my parents and have them to watch the kids and uh, I'll be on my way down there to help. And he said, no, I don't need your help. And I said, oh, okay, so you've got everything under control? And he says, no. He says, you're too busy cheating on me and uh, I'm the one that's doing all the work and you don't need me anymore. And I got so mad, I went off on him. I told him that I felt like his spending habits were out of hand, that his uh, he wouldn't have to be driving for Uber and Lyft if he could manage his money, and that uh, I was trying to help out with um, driving Uber and Lyft because it's hard to take care of kids and run the household and, you know, run every which direction, and I couldn't do it all, and I told him that. And he was like, well, just, you're going to leave me anyway, so who cares? And I said, that's it. I said, you've pushed me too far. I can't listen to this anymore. This is abuse. And I'm leaving. And he was like, you're already going to leave anyways. So we'll stop right there for a quick break. And, of course, I'll finish transitioning into that. Okay, so basically, if you are just joining in, um, I was just filling in on being back with various different therapists and being um, with different walks of life, and now I'm all the way up to this huge blood argument with my husband where I've decided to separate from him. So, um, what had happened was he was stranded at an airport with, a flat tire and uh, I was trying to help him and he just didn't want my help he just wanted to be there. Um, so with that being said I decided that I was going to leave but I had nowhere to go I couldn't move in with anybody just yet and um, I decided I was going to try to tough it out and wait it through there and my friend Derek told me I needed to get out of there. And it did get worse. It got to where there were yelling and screaming fits. Um, he would... I was going to try to go to work. And I didn't know if my kids were safe. 
And it's not because he's abusive. It's because he was so angry. I didn't know what he was going to do. I was actually more afraid that he was going to like kill himself in front of the kids, which is way is just as traumatic if not more than you know being abusive to them which is horrible and I don't want my kids abused I'm not sitting here advocating abuse by any means so I couldn't go to work because I was too busy worrying about what was going to happen with my kids so my mom said you know I can only do one day but I will give you a hundred dollars to not go to work to you know figure this out and you really need to consider like leaving your husband so we ended up reconciling I, I stayed like that for two weeks and we ended up reconciling from the span of Thanksgiving through New Year's and I knew by New Year's Eve that I was ready to leave um, I had been trying to figure out and struggling to get my kids gifts by trying to pay all these other bills and they were just piling up even more and before Christmas, about two weeks, my ex um, had decided that he was more interested in buying guitars and stuff for himself than he was to make sure my kids had Christmas. In fact, as far as he was concerned, he didn't really care if the kids had groceries or if they had a present or a Christmas tree even. We didn't have a Christmas tree. And I said, that's it. So I used what teeny tiny stuff I had left on my near maxed out credit cards to make sure that my kids had some sort of Christmas. I bought a really crappy small tabletop tree. Um, Charlie Brown's tree probably was more um, money than what I paid for this little crappy tree. And I decorated it with... Um, one of those Christmas light necklaces from Dollar Tree and that was it that was our tree that we had and I found some old stockings in a box and that was their stockings and I did the best that I could for my kids and I knew before Christmas came that my kids would never ever have a Christmas like this ever again their birthdays were not gonna be second done that I was over it and ready to move on. It's not happening. So, um, on New Year's Eve, I sat Michael down and I told him that I was leaving, leaving. And he didn't believe me. And I said, look, I need a week to get myself together. But by January 6th, I will be out of this house. And I said, and I want to sign a separation agreement starting that day. And I don't think he believed that I was actually going to move. But I started packing my stuff. And I ended up moving in with my parents. Who were lucky. Who were, I'm lucky enough, I should say. Allowed me to live here. And, um, so I've been living with my parents since January 6, 2020. Before the rest of the apocalypse happened. So, um, I will continue talking about more in the next segment, um, why you should not get a divorce during the apocalypse. So, stay tuned.
it's been a very interesting time. When I moved in, I didn't really have any intentions of fully going through with the divorce. I thought, yeah, if I'm separated for a couple of months, maybe I'll cool down enough that we can actually make this thing work. Maybe I can help them come to the realization that, you know, I'm not some kind of mat to be walked all over, that there would be some sort of value that I brought to the marriage. And things were kind of starting to go that way until my son's birthday in February. And so my son had asked me to come and to see him to get ice cream with him and his dad and his brother. So we went to an ice cream shop about 30 minutes from where we live. And um, the kids went to go and wash their hands. Don't worry, they're old enough that they could go together to wash their hands. And that was when uh, Michael cornered me and said, so when are you moving back in? I mean, just very matter of fact. And I said, well, right now I'm not. We're separated, remember? And he was like, well, are you ever coming back? And I said, I don't know. Right now, I don't think so. And he said, well, uh, you're just going to have to come back soon. And I said, why? And I was actually thinking, you know, like he was going to say he was sorry, that it was hard. I don't know what I wanted him to say. But basically what it boiled down to was that he had sexual needs. And that was my job as his wife, which set me over the edge. And I basically told him that that wasn't my problem anymore. That he was just going to have to find another way. And it was the next week that I went and talked to an attorney and filed for divorce. So, um, I was done and ready to be over with. And ready to move on with my life, my next chapter. And that's when the apocalypse started. Where my joking name for the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I knew I could barely make it with um, Uber and Lyft and I was going to have to get something better because that doesn't pay lawyer fees very well and pay your bills too. So I found a job with a company that I did not expect to get a job with. I applied for a different company and I walked into a higher event by name. I should have known what it was, but I really didn't know what a higher event one was. I had heard of a job fair. I had heard of, you know, like walk in like hiring, but not an actual higher event. And especially in the corporate setting, I didn't understand what that meant. So I walked into this job. Um, I had stopped at Target just a bit before and had bought me a suit and I didn't have a resume. I didn't know if it was going to require me to have a resume. Uh, I had it loaded on, uh, my Google drive. So I was hoping that maybe if there was a recruiter that they would talk to me and if they liked me, I could email it to them. That was the best I could offer in such a pinch. So, I walked into this higher event looking awesome, like you're supposed to look in a job interview. And this guy with bald head, the thick black frame glasses, um, a houndstooth 
uh, suit that was black and white and a big giant red tie. I mean, I'm not even joking. It was kind of interesting uh, that this is the guy who's interviewing me and he says, hi, my name is so-and-so and I'm with such and such company and I'd like to take a minute and talk with you. And I was like, okay. So we started talking and so he said, do you have your resume? And I said, I do not. And he gave a big <sighs> sigh. He's like, okay. Um, so, um, tell me why do you want to work with us? And I was like, uh, I don't even know your company. He's like, do you even know where you are right now? And I said, well, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm at an event called a hire event. And I came to see what it was about. And so he got extremely frustrated with me and put the clipboard down and started looking at me. He said, you know what? It's been a really long day. Let's just sit and talk and let's just see what happens. So I'm pretty sure that he was like, not going to hire me. It's pretty obvious. So I decided, eh, why not? If I don't get this job, I don't get this job. I'll interview and or I'll at least talk to this guy and maybe I'll have a new network connection and move on and try to find a real job. So we started talking and I was telling him about my website, just add that. And I was telling him about my books and I was telling him about, you know, all my different things that I did and why I drove for Uber and Lyft. And the next thing you know, he's picking up his clipboard and he's taking notes and he starts asking a bunch of questions like, how do you do this? And what do you do that? And he said, I don't know that we have something for you, but I might have somebody who does. Can I pass your information along? I said, yes. He said, okay, great. I'd like to hire you, but since you don't have a resume, I'm going to need that first. So he gives me a business card. says, give me your resume by 8 p.m. tonight. Thanks. And so, of course, I get on my phone and email it to him, you know. Who wouldn't? I didn't know where I was going to go with this. So... Um, I ended up talking to him and corresponding with him and he said, my friend is going to call you to kind of talk to you about this job and you know, you'd better do something to impress him. He's not easily impressed. And I said, okay, thanks. So I get this call. It says, hi, my name is so-and-so and I am with Google, uh, a subsidiary of Alphabet Industries. How are you today? And I said, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? And so he said it again. And he said, were you expecting my call? And I said, yes, but I wasn't expecting to get a phone call from somebody at Google. Um, and he said, well, he said, what I see here and what I hear from John, that's what we'll call our guy. Um, John Bob here. Um, you're doing pretty darn well and I'd like to talk to you he said my only concern is you live 45 minutes away from downtown and I said yes and he said well I'm afraid you're not going to show up to work like you're supposed to and I said um I will and I said and not only will I show up for work but I'll make sure that I'm early I said because it's a big deal for me to be on time for my job so the more we talked and the more he said okay I'm going to give you a shot he said, I'm going to run a few things through, and we'll see what happens. And then about two weeks later, the next thing I knew, I was hired to be a 
growth development representative on the Google Cloud platform. And it was definitely the shock of a lifetime, which I'll tell you more about that in just a bit. donating to just that chat to keep this podcast going um we will be donating a certain portion to a charity that will be discussed at the beginning and at the end of each episode um so that way we can keep supporting this podcast and also supporting our community so consider again your monetary donation to just that chat Google. That's right, I work on the Google Cloud platform, specifically in G Suite, which, by the way, I will add in the description of this podcast, um, 20% off if you decide to uh, go with G Suite. I do receive a small compensation as an affiliate. I do not get any extra compensation at work. This is my own independent thing. Um, but anyways, if you were interested in using G Suite, um, you might as well save 20%. So some of y'all might be wondering what G Suite is, while others are like, yeah, 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 I know what G Suite is. So G Suite is basically a, a collaboration tool, um, that's basically to help keep your business organized. So it has a business Gmail with a business calendar link, which is pretty cool the way that works. You can literally... Um, you know, have uh, calendar invites in your email and people can book directly with you with different appointments, which is pretty awesome. Um, there is a Google Docs and Sheets and Slides. Um, you can work on independent projects yourself or if you have a thing with your team where you need to collab and you're in all kinds of uh, different countries and different time zones, you can work on it together in real time. Um, let's see. What else is there? Oh, of course you have the Google Drive. Um, there are three different packages. So the first one's basic. Um, it's the smallest with uh, 30 gig. Um, whereas the business and the enterprise have unlimited. So those are things to work up, wonder about like with your drive. Um, usually when I say unlimited, it's usually a terabyte cap. But that's still a ridiculous amount of storage space. Um, you can also get it with YouTube options. Um, as well as Google Meets, which is the conferencing tool. And if you don't want to do that, you can get just the conferencing tool itself, which is, again, like I said, Meet and Hangouts. Um, and, of course, there's the vault on the business and the enterprise, which is added securities, which backs it up, as well as keeps your stuff safe. And on the enterprise account, it even offers additional resources with encryption um, and the emails and various different parts so it's pretty cool software and it's pretty awesome to get to work with um, such an amazing team and working for a fabulous company like Google Um, definitely uh, an upgrade from being just an Uber driver in Nashville so uh, yeah I, I definitely really like my job so I hadn't worked at the office for very long before COVID happened In fact, I worked at the office two weeks, and what's even crazier is I was going to continue to do 
Uber and Lyft to help pay down my bills. And I had a car accident and totaled out my car. I was fine. Um, I accidentally hit somebody, so there was um, some other things that I can't discuss, if you know what I mean, that happened with that. So, um, yeah, not a, not a fabulous start to my new life as a divorcee. And things get really complicated when things like, I don't know, an apocalypse, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, happen. Um, we basically moved from the office to remote. And basically Google realized, hey, we're saving a whole lot of money by having everybody work remote. And um, they were pretty darn excited when they realized exactly how much money that they were saving. And the employees seemed to have a happier, healthier work culture because many of them were able to live their own lives and take care of their friends and family as they needed to. The biggest downside was the fact, well, excuse me, the law said we had to stay indoors. So, again, very frustrating. But um, we are still remote. We are going to be remote for the remainder of the 2020 year. Um, but with COVID-19... I meant my divorce got put on hold and got held on the back burner. So, there was a lot of things that were uncertain. And the downside to that is it gave me time to think. Did I want to go back to my ex or not? Part of me is screaming, no, don't go back, don't at all. But during all this thing, I found out from going to yet another specialist with my son um, that my son is autistic. So, um, I don't know how we went our entire lives going from birth all the way to fourth grade at the time, not knowing that my son was autistic. So, um, well actually fifth grade because it started in fourth grade, but he was in fifth grade by the time we got the diagnosis. So, it was pretty crazy. So, I was trying to think, could I work things out with my ex? I can work out everything, but if he's not willing to budge on finances and he's not willing to, you know, get therapy and stuff for his anger management, his manipulation skills, I'm not so sure I can move back. But if he's willing, you know, to get help for those kind of things um, and he's willing to work, I started thinking, well, maybe I should, especially since everything's going to be held off because of COVID. There are people who are still getting divorces. Um, they are lucky if it's getting expedited, but I happen to get stuck with a very nice judge who is very family-oriented, who has done everything in his power to try to help us to reconcile. So, here's hoping that we made the right choice. Um, I do believe the judge sees both our perspectives. He's you know, pretty much been adamant with my ex, hey, you have children, you have to take care of your children, and he pretty much told me, thank you for wanting to co-parent, um, you know, I, I really can tell that you're the responsible parent, so, um, yeah, I, I like my little whistle on my notification in case you heard that. I have the Old Spice, and mostly I think it's great for comedic interjection.
So if you hear it again, just roll with it. Thanks, y'all. So, what do you guys think? I'd love to hear some listener interaction. Do you guys think I should try to reconcile with my ex? Or do you think, no way, you've been way more patient, you need to walk away from this guy? I'd love to hear your responses, uh, so that way I can incorporate them into later segments. Uh, Message me here um, on Anchor and uh, Just Add Chat. And help me to understand exactly what your opinions are. Like I said, I'd like to have a follow-up episode where I can incorporate those in there. So, I've been working. I'm trying to reconcile my lawyers. Like, I don't want to push you one way or the other. You have to do what's right for you. But most people don't change. It's what my best friends are saying. Ryan and Derek are saying they don't change. My mom's trying to be out of it and supportive. But she's also like, you don't change. But... I basically gave Michael an ultimatum. You either A, have to get therapy, or B, go see a doctor about getting medication to deal with your anger issues. I would like you to get medication and go to therapy. That would be great. Uh, but you've got to show me that you're going to put some effort ahead to actually be proactive with your mental health. And you've also got to show me that you are going to try to be more financially responsible and you're going to put your children above yourselves. And the moment that you don't, I'm walking out the door. So, um, here's hoping that it actually works out. I'm trying to maintain a positive attitude and trying to be helpful. But at the same time, uh, through past experiences, this isn't the first time he's done this. I know for a fact that this has happened multiple times. So I'm just a little bit concerned that I'm falling into old habits without realizing it. So I'd really love to hear, you know, like I said, a listener interaction and get your opinion and feedback. So this is getting close to concluding our podcast for tonight. Um, That is what's happened for the last year. And you can hopefully understand why there hasn't been many podcast episodes. And I hope to rectify that from here on out. Keeping you up to date with the latest and greatest. And our next episodes are going to have more business involvement. More storytelling. Definitely going to see if I can get some more opinions. I really want to see if I can get topics that really, you know, stir into audience participation. And if I like your segment, I will feature you here on my podcast um, on Just Add Chat here, um, which would be very exciting to share your opinion with everyone else and all the listeners. So I'll leave you with this thought this week. If you are having some kind of struggle, um, maybe like what I've had for the last year, maybe you have their own set of circumstances, I'm going to challenge you to join me on next episode uh, by telling me some of those things and let's talk about it. Let's. I, what I want specifically is how has your life 
affected your job performance. That's what we'll do our next one about. So look forward to our next episode on exactly how your life circumstances affect how you can perform at work. Have you lost your job because of things happening in life? Have you decided to move to something else because your job is too stressful? Those are all things that we need to hear and to share and have your perspective. So join us um, next time and have a great evening.